Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Bears. Let's make sure this is going through. Great, uh, great times will be had today. I got some uh, some good stuff to talk about. Uh, let's see if this is rolling. Oh yeah, we are live, baby. We are live. Send it, says Chaosity already. Already bringing that kind of heat this morning. All right, where we go? Um, all right, so sometimes uh, people will super chat me songs, and I don't always get to them, and then I feel bad about it because I don't know the songs. So occasionally I can uh, I can get to them after. So somebody yesterday asked me to play this song that I'd never heard of, but I so I tried to learn it for him. It's uh, it's called "Have Faith in Me" by A Day to Remember. It goes, uh, it goes. <clears throat> sorry, I just woke up. Have faith in me Cause there are things that I've seen that I don't believe So, uh, so cling to what you know I'm butchering it. Sorry guys. And it goes I never, I said I'd never let you go and I never did I said I'd never let you fall and I meant it uh, if you didn't have this chat, ah, fuck it. I'm not doing a good job with this. I just like, I love, I like um, the way those chords sound when it's like, I'm going crazy. And it's like a punk song. It's like fast. It's like, dit, 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 dit. and those are usually hard for me to learn on the fly. So I was trying to figure out how to do a piano version of it. But uh, as you can see, it kind of sucked. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, bears. I always have had, oh yeah, we're going to talk about ADHD today too. And I didn't get to watch Crowder's show yesterday because uh, it was date night with uh, my uh, my beautiful wife and he doesn't put him on YouTube. I was wondering if, um, how the song played. I don't know if you guys, you know Crowder? Well, I made him a song. I think I got it to him in time. No song? Really? Uh... Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, I don't think I uh, I got it to him in time. He said he was going to. It cut off. Wait a minute, the song cut off? Uh, Meryl Media, thanks. I don't know. I'll email him right now. I think uh, no song, but no CRTV either. First time here. That, there was no song. Oh, yeah. His guest definitely ran long because that's what happens. It's like sometimes the, uh, sometimes like, uh, ah, who cares? Let's just talk about our own shit. Looked like, I, I'll, I'll play you guys the song if you want to hear it then. He said he would play it later. However, he went off on a tangent about the gun control arguments. Yeah, the gun control stuff gets people really pissed off. So I can see him ranting, but um, I didn't get to watch it. He mentioned you in the opening on YouTube, but then I lost connection. All right, well, here's the song that the um, that the Bears all came up with. We all wrote it together. So um, check this out. Oh, look at that big stupid face. Here's a little song about imagining the world in a utopia. It's easy if you try 
trust the FBI If we disarm our own people Billions will for surely die You, you may say I'm lacking empathy As you exploit a tragedy not for thee but for me like the Quentin crime family murder is already illegal that's why it's called a crime scene you say you want women to choose An AR-15 Imagine people so idiotic That they Trust a crazy bitch like Pelosi Pelosi I live in the United States Not a socialist Korean hell Mexico has been guns already. Someone should inform the cartels. The left says Trump is literally Hitler. And not to trust our men in blue. So then why would I disarm my family? helped Kevin in Home Alone 2. Speaking of Adolf Hitler, he enforced gun control on the Jews. Jews! In 39 he banned gun ownership and took a lot more power. told Jews, Catholics, and the Gypsies to take a 12 million person Cyclone B shower. If John Lennon had a gun, he would have been able to write a lot more songs. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. All right. Uh, yeah, Julie was just kept saying that she was getting pissed that I missed uh, a chord or something, but it's fine. Yeah, the end line was gold. Oh, and you're using the wrong chords during the chorus. Original chords sound more sinister. All right, I'll check it out. Uh, I won't. I'm not going to check it out. Audio is quiet today, yo. All right, let me check that out. Maybe I can turn this up a little bit. Turn up this, turn up this baby. Turn this little baby up. Oh, song audio. Oh, well, it's all right. That's the only time we're going to play it. I wasn't even expecting to play it. I just, uh, since it wasn't on the show last night, I wanted you guys to see the, the finished product because you were all very instrumental in uh, in uh, writing it, and I appreciate that. All right, so I, I, I was waiting for more people to show up to, to show you guys. Um, man, this painting, this dude, um, Arling, made painted this 
It's so good. I've retweeted it on my uh, Twitter and I put it on my Instagram with links to his uh, to his page. And uh, I just, when I saw that last night, I got a little like emotional. It's uh, Jordan Peterson as Geppetto clipping the strings to the bear. And then in the back, there's so much, uh, there's so much symbolism. I just thought, I was just so blown away by what that guy made. And he's, uh, he's having a kid soon too. And uh, just such a sweet man. Just really cool. All right. What else do we want to talk about? So I, uh, I want to talk about ADHD and all that stuff. Cause we're, I did a tweet yesterday that, that got passed around a lot. This was the tweet. Is this it? No, that's not it. Oh, I don't think I added it yet. Let me add this. Because I want you guys to see the original tweet. Because people care a lot about tweets these days. All right, so I tweeted this. ADHD is a fake disease we tell boys they have because they are acting like boys. Instead of accepting male nature, we pump them with amphetamines and let Michael Ian Black tell them they are broken. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty solid. But then a lot of debates ensued. And um, and here's the thing. When people write me private DMs or emails with good arguments against what I'm saying, I will absolutely listen. And um, sometimes my mind is... Uh, is switching. It doesn't switch, but it gets moved a little. Yeah, Ali just said not exactly true. Um, it's not exactly true. Sometimes I, I I find myself doing that, not necessarily on purpose, but it's kind of in my nature to go big at something and then refine what it is that I actually believe. I think it's more overdiagnosed, and I think that sometimes there's certain people that they have qualities that would are fine, but they can't seem to function in a normal life without medication. And for those people, I, I hope um, you know that I'm not, I'm not attacking you. That's the whole, th- that should be, that could be a funny name of a special. I'm not attacking you. Um, so I had a conversation with this, uh, with this dude. Or someone wrote me this. I can't remember who it was, but I, I try not to write that, uh, say the names because I don't know if people are cool with me reading stuff, but without a name, it doesn't matter. In most cases, you're right. ADHD is way overdiagnosed, but as someone who's had it their entire life, I can promise you it's more than a boy wanting to be a boy. In many cases, that is true, but without Adderall, I could not sit and concentrate in a lot of my classes. Before I go on, maybe the classes are the problem. See, this is the thing that I want to address is I think that people assume that school is the natural environment for a human being. And so anything outside of that is wrong. And so you need drugs. There are certain people that uh, would need Adderall to sit in a school. You're talking to one right now. I, I, there's no chance that I could sit and stare at a stupid person, tell me stupid things all day, every day. There's no way I could do that. I was in, um, I was in trouble all the time. I had 50 days of in-school suspension in one year where I wasn't allowed to be around other kids. Um, because of bringing a gun to school? No. For asking too many questions. 
and for like just talking to other like I just would start talking to my friend during class and the teacher would be like oh and you're talking I'm like yeah what you're saying is ridiculously stupid I, I can't do it anymore and then they the class would laugh and they put me in the corner and um, so, yeah, if you are in an environment that void of creativity and hum humanity, you do need drugs. But that's not my point. My point isn't that. Let me just finish this. No one else's problem but mine, not blaming uh, anyone or asking for any sympathy or, or anything like that. J uh, just that it's not some made up thing. Thanks. Keep fighting the good fight. And whether we, we agree or not, at least we aren't lying. See, that's why I love you guys, because that is such a cool letter. And, and it's funny how sometimes people think I'm going to flip out when they criticize me because they've seen me just torch people that come at me on Twitter and stuff. But you don't understand. If you genuinely disagree with me and talk to me in a civil way, I welcome it. That's how I learn. Like, I, I don't know how else to explain that to people. But when I torch people on Twitter, it's because they're, they're attacking and they don't want to learn. Like that Jeffrey Wright situation or the Christopher Titus situation or a million of these, these people are like telling me to go fuck myself and they want to, they want to demean me when I make a good point. You know, Christopher Titus's whole thing was all about, he came at me about the, uh, my pinned tweet on my Twitter about how all late night hosts all have the same politics basically. And he was like, fuck you. They don't. So he, he's, he's coming in knowing he's wrong and, and he's doing it publicly in a way to virtue signal to his handlers that he's uh, that he's he's willing to take a knee on on truth, and so in that case, I will then torch you. But these people are not trying to, they're not trying to win at something. They're trying to give me information, which I find extremely valuable. And if I was to re, you know, my tweet is a little aggressive for somebody that is on uh, medication and does have a brain full of chaos. Like Amber wrote me the same thing, wrote me a similar thing, and I everyone knows how much love I have for Amber. She's a, she's a big bear, bear brigade. She's an original gangster. She's been here since the beginning. And, um, and I would just want to explain what I mean more, more specifically. I am not coming at this from a, um, outsider's perspective. I've been diagnosed with ADHD. My brother's been diagnosed with ADHD and, um, but I was never on pills as a kid. I just kind of dealt with the, the pain and tragedy of being a creative and passionate person in um, a state-run, awful and abusive public school system, and um, and I've taken Adderall, you know, and it does help you focus on one thing and not go all over the place. But going all over the place is creativity, and that's that's what I think people should really assess. And again, if you're taking uh, medication because you feel it helps you. I'm not telling you even to stop. You're a grown up. You do what you want. And it's like, if you think it helps you, who am I to tell you what you, what helps you? You know, I think that I have a lot of artists in my family. Like my grandfather was a lead miner. And when you look at his journal, he could draw human anatomy from memory perfectly. Like he was an artist, you know, and so he was a drunk. He was drunk all the time because people have been self-medicating since the dawn of time where some people have um, certain quirks and so they drink or they smoke a lot of weed or they do, they, um, they, they have some sort of activity that helps them um, 
And can't you be more creative while sober? Yeah, yeah. No, what I'm saying is he was a lead miner. He would go into the earth. He would go deep into the earth and pull lead out of the earth 14 hours a day from the time he was a kid. And uh, there's no pencils down there. There's no, ironically, I just put that together. He was pulling lead out of the ground, probably went into pencils. But uh, he couldn't do what he did. So instead he drank so that he didn't have to face the fact that he was an artist with no easel. You know what I'm saying? That's one reason why I'm so into uh, art when you guys make art and why I'm so into music and so into stuff. Because I, that's, I, I, I don't want to take it for granted that I have this ability of being able to express myself when so many members of my family weren't able and my mother's artistic and my father's artistic. And, and it's, it's, it's a curse when you're trying to fit into uh, the world. And if I had a normal nine to five job, I would absolutely have to be medicated probably. But that doesn't mean you're broken. That doesn't mean that, there's, that you have a disease. That means that the society has a disease and that you are being put like a, like a mouse in a little trap. And... And the only way to survive is to put toxins and just shit into your mind. And, um, and trust me, I've been there. I've, I love beers. It's like I have that, that personality, you know, that I love. That it's a depressant. It's a basic depressant. You know, it, it calms you down. It, it, it mellows you out. It doesn't make you so, you know, you guys get it. And, um. And yeah, I just think that like people, I, I, okay, this is the point I'm going to make. <clears throat> I don't think it's bad if people want to take Adderall or Ritalin or any of these drugs, if it makes them get through their life better. But I do have a problem with people saying it's a disease to have a mind that doesn't conform to a ridiculous environment. Like they, they did this... Um, they did this um, experiment with mice where they had these mice in these cages and they fed them um, cocaine and the mice got addicted to cocaine and all day long they would just hit this button to get more and more cocaine until the mice died. And so that was uh, used as uh, showing how addictive cocaine is, right? Turns out mice only do that in captivity. That if a mice in its natural environment would do cocaine once and never do it again, that com that a lot of times compulsive, addictive um, personality traits or, or just like compulsion, like like the things that are kind of killing us right now, exist in captivity only. And it's funny how that study didn't get as much press. In fact, I don't think it got much at all. Because it kind of reveals that the way we've set up our system to raise our children is horrifying for their brain. I, I experienced a level of it that a lot of people didn't. I was isolated. It was called isolation. It was five days a week. I wasn't allowed with the other kids. And all that did is make me more, just strengthen me. They thought they were going to break me, but I had a great home life and I had great, a few great friends. That's all you really need. And, uh, and I still got hundreds on the tests and they didn't understand why they kept accusing me of cheating and they didn't know how I was cheating. I wasn't, it's just their lessons plans were so fucking stupid that I couldn't believe it. And, uh, 
And look at what we do to prisoners. Look at what we do to addicts. We put them in a cage. What do you think prison does to an addict? Do you think it helps them? No. And I'm not a, uh, a bleeding heart when it comes to um, punishments. Like, I think people deserve to be punished when they do bad things. But being an addict is much different than assaulting someone or murdering someone or raping someone. Being an addict isn't a... Uh, it doesn't mean you're bad. It, it means that you're, you've been weakened by something and, and you can't stop doing something. And it's very human. And it's, uh, it's like the whole, the human heart split between good and evil, you know? I wouldn't put addiction as evil. I think it's bad. I think it's unhealthy. I think it doesn't help your future. It can lead to an early death. It can make you evil. But addiction itself doesn't mean a person's evil. It, it, it's not even an evil act. It opens the door to evil. Now, a lot of people were talking to me about this when I uh, tweeted something about that, where I, I don't believe in incarcerating addicts. Because I was doing a lot of brain exercises to think of the things that I don't agree with that would be considered on the right. And that was one, punishing Punishing addicts, I, I think, is uh, not good at all. And people were like, yeah, but, you know, addicts will steal. Addicts will mug. And I'm like, yeah, punish them for that. But you can't punish someone just for being a rat in a cage. Because, like, we all would do that. You know, if you put us in a little cage, we will start being compulsive. You know, rather, I know some people that can't stop watching porn. They can't. A lot of comedians are like that. That's one reason why I'm so active on the road. Like even starting years ago, I would do, I would um, do like a run every city I'd go to. I used to periscope it. I don't know if you guys remember back in the day, but I'd do like a, like running in in this area. Like I'd, I'd be in Montana and I'd show people where I ran that day, and then I'd start doing, why didn't they laugh? Where I'd take the sets from the night before and analyze why people didn't work. Why? Because comedians are isolated as shit, and you're just alone in your hotel room all day until you go into a room where people are like, ah, and then as soon as it's over, you're isolated again, like a rat. And that's why comedians have the uh, life expectancy of fruit flies. And they're and a lot of them just compulsively watch pornography in their hotel rooms all day long, every day. And that's really bad for your brain chemistry. You know, it, it really, uh, it like short circuits your brain. And so you can't just say, don't do that, and then sit there. You have, to, you have to find something else to redirect your attention. Because human beings are beautiful creatures. We're passionate. We have souls. You know, we, uh, we have free will. And it's like, when you have all that magic, all that unbelievable ability that we have as humans, and you don't give it a direction, and you just have it sit there, it self-destructs. Because it can't handle that amount of horsepower. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just this, this Ferrari engine just sitting there, just spinning. And so the reason I did that tweet, and, and I do understand. I'll read another thing. So this guy, another guy said, Hey man, was that some more um, great Owen Benjamin hyperbole tweet? Or do you actually think ADHD is not a real thing? Uh, you wrote, not trying to start shit or call you out. Just curious is your opinions on this. And I don't think a tweet is substantial enough. Again, see what I mean? He's being very nice. And I, I, I immediately, uh, 
I told him later, I'm like, dude, this is not, I don't consider this calling me out. Like, this is a conversation between friends. I, if I see a bear in your icon and you say relatively civil things, I will treat you as I would treat a friend. And that's the way we're conquering the internet. We're not gonna, we're not going to allow the internet to dehumanize us and make us these little images of something we could be but are not. Or, or, or that we attack each other like it's a road rage situation where you don't see the person, you just see the car, right? I'm not going to allow that in my life. So that's one reason why when I see the bear icon, it's so magical because we're literally marking ourselves as human so that we won't be caught in this whole like psychotic rage that the internet creates. So when this dude wrote me this, at no point did I feel attacked. A direct message is a very respectful thing to do. Granted, I don't get to see 95% of them, but when I'm online, I get to see most of them when they come in, because I can just check. And um, because you're not trying to like publicly humiliate me. That's what, that's what people do on Twitter like publicly when they're like, you're a racist, blah, blah, blah. That's, then I'll fight you and I'll win. But this guy is trying to understand something and he's trying to teach me something or learn from me. And that's what being human is. And that it's amazing that he did that. So I wrote, I think people have a range of mental types. I've been diagnosed with ADHD and I think it's bullshit. So was my brother. And he wrote, uh, someone diagnosed at an early age and now an adult and definitely now I have this shit and it's a huge pain in the ass of everyday life. Can you elaborate? Um, you said most of these afflictions weren't a thing 25 years ago. No one was depressed or had social anxiety. So I know they're bullshit, but ADHD is something my dad had and I have it. And if I had a son, if I have a son, I'll probably pass it to him. I wrote, I can't spell, dude. I tweet 200 times a day. I have whatever you have, but it's why I'm highly artistic. I'm not against Adderall. I actually have a prescription. I just, I personally try not to take it because it, it limits my creativity and I become a little boring, but I just don't think it's the answer and it's um, now a way to fuck with kids. And he wrote, nah, man, that shit made me crazy. As someone with ADHD, I can say alcohol or pot does actually calm me down. Amphetamines makes it way worse. Yeah, good point. I like that. Dude, people are playing with fire with this shit. It's amphetamines, guys. Uh, like I said, I'm not trying to piss you off or anything. I know how much shit you deal with on a daily basis. Just wanted you to elaborate because I agree with almost everything you say and believe. Um, keep doing you, man. The comedy is top notch and the unbearable streams are amazing. I wrote, uh, it's totally cool, man. I like these talks. And then, um, in fact, I'll read yours on the next stream. I only get defensive when it's public. DM or email, disagree all you want. Love it. So... That's, that's basically it for that. I just wanted to kind of explain this. And then, oh, there's a bunch of super chats. Let me read these and then I'll show you another clip I got. This is fun. All right, Addy. Owen, you're helping me mentally prepare to get married and have kids. Just wanted to say thank you for being a beacon of sense. God bless you and your family. God bless you for getting married and having kids because you'll then become a beacon yourself. I'm, I'm just a beacon that... Act, act, I'm a, a, a normal, good family guy that happens to have an audience. And I think that's what makes this very special is you will then be a beacon yourself. I just happen to have a 10-year Hollywood comedy career so I can reach a lot of people. But what I am is very attainable as long as if you just live 
a, a life you're proud of and be good. Like be a dad, be a mom, be a, a brother, a sister, a neighbor, you know? OG, uh, doing a killer art piece for you, Owen. Love it, buddy. Thank you. Speaking of JP, I timestamp commented every... So what you're saying in his Channel 4 interview with Miss Newman. Yeah, yeah, no. She's she's a, she's a mess. How about BPD, Borderline Personality Disorder? I don't know. See, I don't want to give you information that I don't know because I don't know much about Borderline Personality Disorder. I'm not... Um, I'm not an expert in, in this. I am kind of an expert in artistic minds in like hyperactive children and how the system works and how amphetamines work. That's why I feel confident to talk about what I'm talking about. I don't feel confident talking about borderline personality disorder or schizophrenia or a lot of these other things because uh, I've known some very nice, non-dangerous schizophrenics. So I don't think that is even a, a category that that deserves, um, you know, labels of evil. I know I know schizophrenics that have a hard time with life, and they're not bad people at all. And I don't think that they, you know, what they're they don't deserve what they're treated as sometimes, and it, and it bums me out. But um, borderline personality disorder, I don't know. Tommy, did you watch uh, Rogan with 88? Not yet. I, I still have to. I've been playing catch up because uh, me and my brother are going to head back to uh, our mom and dad's place this weekend. And uh, cause my mom just had surgery and, you know, I've uh, just been spending a lot of time with the family and trying to write. And I really want to get this this comedy thing off the ground because I'm taping the special next weekend. I just met with a director and his partner. We went over the lighting and stuff. It's going to be so sick in Saranac Lake. And I'm so honored and blessed of how many people are coming to my little stupid town in the middle of the Adirondacks to support this special. It's it's so heartwarming. And um, just, it's going to be great. And then I want to, uh, I want to do a whole comedy channel because I think Netflix is 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 done for people like us. I don't see them as having very many good specials in the future. Uh, we're going to go over a little Chris Rock after this, too. ADHD, all Vikings, kings of the past. Exactly. Same with obese people. Uh, back in the day, there was a real shortage of calories. So that that drive, that, that hunger to just get uh, food, uh, a lot of times were the people that were just warriors and kings and queens because uh it was so scarce you had to do so much to get that shit and now that there's calories everywhere you know a lot of it's just these inflamed body tissue is a sign of someone with drive it's really weird um i didn't buy a ticket guys it sold out no but it's close it's close to sold out because uh I just realized how many people are coming and like we have to tape it. Like we have four cameras set, set up. There's balconies and shit. It's the coolest thing. It's right in City Hall. It's this auditorium. It's it's the place where like little kids do pageants and stuff. But there's like, it's like oddly beautiful for being, you know, our town is 3,000 total people. And uh, there's like a chandelier. There's like balconies. It's uh, It's really cool. Some of the bears are coming up a day or two early gonna be a blast yeah but exactly Tommy the Vikings the kings of the past it's like 
A lot of the qualities that we now see as deficient used to be seen as really good. And now we're starting to see that with the soy boys when it's that Michael Ian Black thing that I got pissed about when he said our, our boys are broken. If he had made an actual point, I would have supported it because we are breaking our boys is more the right thing. Our boys are not broken. But his point was they need to be more feminized, which is exactly the wrong thing. I think our boys are being broken and it's because they're told that they have to be women and they can't express themselves any, they just, they, they feel useless. They don't feel like they're ever going to have a family or uh, society doesn't care about them. Let me show you something. I'm going to look something up real quick. Me and my wife had a date night last night. We did trivia and, uh, And this was one of the questions, and I thought, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about this on tomorrow's stream. So it was the 10 most deadliest uh, professions. Logging, which is kind of like what my brother does. Uh, fishers and related fishing workers. Aircraft pilots. Roofers. Trash collectors. Iron and steel workers. Truck drivers. Farmers, ranchers, and other agricultural managers, first-line supervisors of construction, trade, and extraction workers, ground maintenance workers. Okay, all 10 of them are all men, all male jobs, logging, fishing, uh, flight engineers, roofers, trash collecting, iron workers, truck drivers, farmers, first-line supervisor of construction, ground maintenance. These are all men. We put all... We put... Um, we put our men in danger all the time to support our society. But in the past, men would get respect. And now that we're, the men are treated like shit, that they're called toxic and, you know, they're drugged when they're a kid, when they act male. But yet they still have to do all this shit. It's building real resentment and real anger and real self-loathing in our society that isn't good. You know, women and children first. And they want to talk about privilege. I knew Hillary Clinton was a really bad human being when I read an article about how it was written by her people. It wasn't propaganda against her. This was her opinion. That when she was uh, uh, trying to get into law school, that there were these men uh, that were bitter at her for, for uh, taking their place because they had to go fight in Vietnam. And she was talking about it, how it was like this brave thing that she did, that she overcame these men who like wanted her position and, and resented her for taking their position. I'm sure some of those men are now dead, Hillary Clinton. Uh, they got drafted. Women didn't get drafted. And she thought it was brave that she took the place of a man that was brilliant enough to potentially be at Yale Law and is now dead. It's just like, What? Alright, uh, so brave, so damn brave. Why know bravery is going into a place where you just hear and just not and, and shitting your pants and still walking. Hillary Clinton is not brave. She's a monster. Davy Crocco, hey Owen, I Twitter DM'd you a Valentine history vid for you and the wife. Thanks for integrity and honesty. I I love you, buddy. Uh Master Nader, wanted to uh ask for my name to be official um uh, 
Wanted to ask for my name to be official by you, Master Nader Bear. Also, thank you for everything you've done and giving me the courage to do the same. Only you can prevent soy boys. <laughs> Welcome, Master Nader Bear. Yeah, it's like the soy, the soy boys. It's like, so we, we put men in all the danger. We, we have men work themselves to death, literally. And uh, I mean, even me, I'm a comedian. I'm a professional artist and I've had jobs. When I was with my brother, I still do tree work for him, but now it's so it's a lot lower it's a it's a just me and him so it's small scale is is a lot safer it's pretty much just hauling brush and and just sharpening his his um his saw and just shit like that but when we're in atlanta like one time i got hit with a with a giant log on a giant winch and my hard hat broke and blood just started streaming down my my um face another time i was putting a giant uh, log into a brush bandit, one of those uh, chippers. And what there's this bar that you go like this, you know, you go like this and it spits it out and you go like this and it goes back in. And I don't know if it's bad design or what, but some of them are, the two wheels are like this. So when it first goes in, it violently goes boom. And it, and it just like shredded my, my finger. And I was at the time a piano player and I was putting in a thing and you can't hear anything. And it just boom, boom, and it, and it and it dawned on me recently that that might be one of the reasons we're uh, we're pumping in a lot of illegal immigrants is because I would work a lot of times in my life with illegal Mexicans, and I think a lot of it is because uh, a lot of these soy Americans won't do these jobs, and so they just want to sit on welfare, and so I'd be with these guys that were uh, they couldn't speak English, so if something happened, one time my brother was in a tree, and. Uh, and uh, his, uh, his, his rope was tied to a truck. And one of the guys was uh, smoking crack. This is working America, ladies and gentlemen. This is, this is uh, we're the uh, deplorables. Fucking makes me sick that people say these things. So anyway, this guy was uh, smoking crack. And he started driving as my brother was in the tree tied in to this rope. And uh, my brother was being pulled out of, I don't know, it would have been a 60-foot fall. And he had to quickly cut his line so he didn't get pulled out of the tree. That's the shit that men face at work. And then the office guys, it's a similar thing, just different. It's just not physical. It's, it's mental. You just sit there and, and you just, no matter what you do, you don't get rewards. No matter how much you mess up, you don't get fired. And you just sit there staring at a clock. That's hell, you know, and then they make it seem like, listen, being a, being a stay at home mom is it. I do think it's the most important job. And I think at this point, you know, I'm not fucking virtue signaling. Raising children is everything to society, but is it dangerous? No. Is it soul crushing? No. It's, it's pure purpose. It's like my wife's never been happier. It's crazy, but she works her ass off. She, uh, you know, we're up sometimes at four in the morning. Well, her more than me. I, I'm like a, I'm like a big old cat. I'll like go into another room and sleep it off. But uh, it's, it's, it's not the same shit that men have to face. And now these people are trying to make women into men. And now women have to sit in these jobs and just stare and wonder, you know, is there, is there eggs just to slowly go away? It's fucking sad. But 
It's not really sad because we're changing it, but whatever. Amber, the misconception that ADHD is just hyperactivity is the reason for so much misdiagnosis. ADHD has uh, so many more symptoms like mood swings and linked to depression, anxiety, and other things. Yeah, but that's also just being artsy. I know what you're saying, and I do believe that you have that. And if if medication helps you, Amber, um, Godspeed. I'm just saying that there's a lot of people that um, they just are human, and they have mood swings, and they and they just they they shouldn't be medicated. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Duck Dick Dave, you should do an episode this week making arguments for things you disagree with. So we know you have the right so uh, uh, so you know you have the right to your opinion. Sitting while peeing, veganism, soy leftism. That's hilarious. I can do any of those. I can make an argument for veganism. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, in the animal pyramid, the the higher you go, the more energy consumption it takes to to um, to raise meat, for example, it takes ten times more energy to raise to have the same amount of calories in beef than it does soy. And uh, another thing would be cruelty that there's unnecessary cruelty when killing an animal that that you can eat non sentient uh, organisms and that is less cruel. Um, there's also health benefits to veganism. Um, what's another vegan thing? There's a, a fun community. You know, I think with, I can't even say that with straight face. It's not a fun community. They're, they're horrifying, but, uh, no, so people are already arguing against me. I get it. I'm about to, I'm not vegan. I'm just saying what the argument is. So, uh, uh, what was I going to say? There's another good argument for veganism. Oh, if you have any type of dietary restrictions at all, it's usually healthier, no matter what it is. Um, all right. That all being said, it's all bullshit. It does. It, it's not bullshit. It does take more energy to raise meat, but at the same time, people don't always factor in a lot of other shit when raising non-meat, like that, like the energy it takes to make soy tofu, or the amount of energy it takes to ship quinoa from Peru, or the fact that um, uh, they're not a very good source of protein, and a meat source is a, a complete protein. And we naturally are supposed to eat meat. That's why we have canine teeth. And if we don't eat meat, we have deficiencies in vitamin K, I think. Uh, and we don't get enough protein. And vegans are fucking annoying. All right, what's another one? So, Well, I'll just keep going. You get it. I can, I can argue against all this shit. <clears throat> but I love meat. Meat's great. It's part, of, it's part of being human. If one argument is that weed affects the developing brain, then you logically must be against amphetamines for kids. It fucks a kid's brain. Right. Right. You, you have no argument for me on that one, bud. Amber, it's not a mental illness, but it's not fun, and it makes relationship friendships difficult. Yeah. I'm in your, I'm in your boat. Like, I don't always... I'm, any artistic person or passionate or... A little on the fringy side or um, you're, you're going to have difficulty with a lot of relationships. And I think a lot of people do. I think a lot of people have a lot of difficult, uh, have a lot of difficulty maintaining friendships, you know, for long periods of time. Some are easier than others, but it's, um, yeah, everything you said the last five minutes is in 1077. All right, I, I haven't checked it out yet, but I will. Whoa, Eric, thank you, buddy. 
The 30 is for the super chat tax. I don't have ADHD, but I'm compulsive about machining. It keeps my brain cells firing. Buddy, that was really generous of you. It means a lot. Thank you very much. It'll go to a good place. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I'm compulsive about all kinds of shit. It's, uh, when you know you have a compulsive brain, which I'm glad you, you know that you do, you got to direct it somewhere positive and machining. Boom. It's like, I do it with this shit. I do it with, with, uh, comedy and I do it with ideas and piano and stuff. Cause if not, I'm dead. I'm a dead drug addict. If I, if I'm not pointing myself in the right direction. You know, I would just be a sad addict of everything. Just, to, you know, because I'm talented enough to just get attention, even if I'm fucked up. And I'd be dead, you know. That's like one of the sad realities of being um, talented and in front of people is you can make it so people will like you no matter how you act. And you see that a lot of times with uh, celebrities. They're just monsters to be around, but because they they crush crowds, uh, people just take it. And that doesn't help that guy. It doesn't help the star. That's how they die. You know, Jordan Peterson gave me some, gave the world some of the best advice I've ever heard about parenting. And this is one reason why me and my son have such a good relationship is he said, uh, don't let your kids do things that make you hate them. And he talked about how you have the potential of hating your kids or spiting them or getting furious at them uh, because of how they act. And every kid has that ability of like doing things that will make you not want to be around them. And when you see them, you're almost like, great. The, the, the whole point of discipline and consistency and rules is so that they act in a way that you like. And that way, every time you see them, they see your face happy. And then that helps them form their own uh, personalities and their own place in society. And I think that's really important. I think sometimes people think that the lack of discipline, the left is horrific about, uh, about this, that the la lack of discipline means uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a virtue, you know? where they, they're like, well, let the child decide. Let the child explore himself. I can't do sleep training. It's cruel. I don't, I don't understand that. Like, why well, don't know it's cruel is, is not allowing your kid to have a structure so that they, fall, they don't, so they have no sleep pattern. Like, Walter goes to bed every night at the same time because we suffered through a few nights early on, more than a few, where he would cry and we wouldn't go in. And it's just like the gun control argument. It's like people are like, that's cruel. Cruel? No. It takes balls and courage and love to not run in there and just grab them and, and coddle them. You know, you, it's so hard to do that. When you hear your, your new baby screaming for his parents and you're right there, it kills you. Like, like one night me and Amy, like she started crying. I almost started crying. I was like, I want to help him so bad, but that is not good. Like if it's like an hour of it, that's one thing, but not let him cry for 15, 20 minutes. And then he'll slowly learn how to put himself to sleep. And then once he gets to do that at a time when he doesn't even have memories, he's literally just a need machine. If they get to sleep every night, that, that does wonders for their mood. You know, think about how you act when you don't sleep properly or, or any of us. It's like if you give them a structure, they flourish. And so it's like 
to think that it's that it's empathy and compassion to say no more guns. No, that would end horribly. That's a short-term stupid thing to say in the wake of tragedy. It's the same with like parenting. It's like, how can you not run in and grab your child and love him when he needs you? I don't know, because that establishes like an Oedipus type relationship where then they can't sleep. And it's only because they can't withstand the, the temporary pain of not being able to help your kid. But that's the only way you can help your kid. And then the same, like when he does stuff, like when he looks real happy throwing shit at a window. Ah, and you want to just say, oh, he's happy. Let him be happy. No, you say, no, you can't do that. You can't throw things at windows. And he goes, no. Oh, no. And I don't even yell at him. I've never hit him. I'm not going to hit him. At some point, I will yell at him, I'm sure. I'm human. He's human. He's still in a place where I, I, I still, even though he's like learning to talk and he's becoming a total person, I still, uh, I still see him as fairly innocent to his own actions. So I don't take anything personally. You know, if he's 10 and is almost tries to run into a street, there's a good chance I'm going to flip the fuck out. Uh... But I think if you establish boundaries, it, it means the world to them because they don't understand the world yet. They're still trying to, they, they need good guidance. Imagine if a football coach doesn't, uh, doesn't tell you how to play properly and you just get your bell rung. You just get lit. That, that's not helping you. It's crazy. Like imagine like a leftist personal trainer where it's like, yeah, I'm trying to lose 300 pounds. Why? You're perfect just the way you are. Hug me. I'm scared. I'm a child. All right. Uh, Ryan said, sometimes for an addict, complete isolation is what they need to get them weaned from the physical addiction. Med medically supervised, of course, prison provides that. Hey, man, if I, I would be all about a medically supervised isolation that isn't about punishment. If, if, if you want to take an addict and, and 10, 20 days, what is it? 28 days to break up something and, and isolate them. You know, give them minimal contact with, you know, but you can't put them in gen, gen pop, guys. There's more drugs in the prison system than there is on the street. I, like, like, the, like breaking the physical addiction. Yeah, great. But uh, punishment for addiction, it's, it's, it's hypocritical because we're all addicts in, in our own thing. There's some rich people that are just addicted to money acquisition. And that's, that's a form of hoarding. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with um, being rich. I'm just saying that once you've acquired a lot of like millions and millions of dollars and you work 100 hours a week when you have a, a young child and you don't even like your job, there's something wrong with your brain. And you don't see those guys getting put in, into prison. No, just, just people with, uh, with drug problems. It's weird. All right, Big is back in. Oh, and I finally got to make it back to a live one. Also, I got my new job. Hi, Bears. You joking? And these idiots don't get it. Makes me so happy. Yeah, I love that too. He's referring to uh, to my Black Panther, my Black Panther tweet yesterday. Oh, I'm gonna show you guys something really funny, real quick. Someone just tweeted this. I, I can't remember who, but I I saved it just to show you guys. Check this out. This is uh, there it is. This makes me laugh. <laughs> Black Panther starring Kirk Lazarus. <laughs> Nigga, please. I love that. Black Panther is so stupid. 
Oh, now that there's uh, more people on the chat, I just want to show this again. Yeah, Aaron made this. Aaron Hartwing. It's uh, Artwing is his uh, Twitter thing, but that's that's uh, Jordan Peterson as Geppetto cutting the strings to the unbearables. I thought that that, that was so beautiful to me that I, I just couldn't believe it. All right. So let's uh, let's keep reading these chats, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna review some of Chris Rock. I'm a former I'm a former addict who ended up jail many times during my ten year battle. Prison didn't help me recover. A second chance and drug treatment did. I love it, Kristen. I'm really glad you uh, you got your life together. It means a lot. Uh, Mark, good morning from Kentucky. My first super chat or any chat for that matter, but not my last. Can I claim Gumby Bear as my numb de growl? <laughs> yeah, welcome, Gumby Bear. And uh, Island Bear has a registry. I always forget it because I have something wrong with my brain. Wrong. Yeah. Fucking get to hang out with people and play piano for a living. There's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with me. All right. It, I think it's unbearablesfamily.com. All right. Yeah, porn addiction's real, mate. I've given up porn for Lent, and I'm only now just noticing the cravings for it. And I'm seeing how it's kind of messed me up. On a happier note, can I be Crusader Bear? Welcome, Crusader Bear. Yeah, porn addiction's very real. And smartphones are are make it really horrific as well. Because I'm going to show you guys a uh, one of my jokes. That's one thing that I that endeared me to Stephen Crowder very early in our friendship. Is um, he was talking about church groups and how people would be like. Yeah, you know, I've sinned. I I love the Lord too much. And he's like, dude, I want to watch porn. I was like, thank you, man. If you actually admit the sins of man and like what we want, really, that's the only way you can beat it. And it's always a, a struggle. You know, our brains are wired to want to look at those images, men at least. Women, it's like, they're more about the story. They're more into reading it. You know, like Fifty Shades of Grey is the highest selling book of all time. And um, it's about S&M rape porn. So uh, here's, a, here's a joke I do about, where's the right Spank Mountain? Spank Mountain. Oh, this is it. Give me a second. I just got to uh, download this. It's not long. I just want to show you guys the difference in my, in, in download link file. Sweet. Like when I was a kid and a lot of us were kids, we didn't have this this um, this porn problem because it was so hard to access that it, it didn't really seem to me to have the same type of uh, mental ramifications as modern porn. Just this endless, just Silicon Valley pump of, of pornography in your phone. So check out this um, clip. I think you guys, a lot of you, if you're my age, will probably relate to this. Uh, no, that's not it. What's that? No. That isn't it at all. Hang on, isn't that a video? Alright, one second. Sorry, Bears. When you're running and gunning, sometimes you make a lot of mistakes out there, kid. I lost my virginity to an orange MP4. There it is. Porn's getting too much. I'm not, I don't even enjoy it anymore. It's too much. 
You know, it's like just infinite categories. <sighs> you know, and as a comedian, sometimes it depresses me when, you know, I work really hard on a, a joke and put it up on YouTube and watch, you know, the, the views go up to like 2,500. And I'm like, really? And then I go on like you porn and the first clip is like, MILF Fox. It's like 190 million views. <laughs> but, uh, like being a kid now would probably desensitize you to all that shit. It probably has the opposite effect. It probably makes you less of a pervert because you're like, great, another threesome on a subway. You know, you're like, what? You know, in our day, we had nothing. We had a crumpled picture of a tit in the woods. And we valued it. It got passed down from father to son. It was under some leaves at the top of a little hill we called Spank Mountain. You know, you had your pilgrimage, you went home, you made eye contact with no one. You know, you believed stuff. I had an older brother who's four years older than me, and he, when I was like uh, 11, he was like, Owen, I was like, yo, he's like, have you ever, uh, have you ever had sex with an orange? And I was like, ew, no. He goes, hear me out. Because <laughs> this is the era where you believed every, like, dude, urban myths were just fat. And he's like, Microwave an orange. Cut a hole in it. And put your wiener in there. You're going to love it. And I'm like, you're disgusting. But the seeds were planted. You know, I postured like I was super judgy. I'm like, you're sick. And then I was like, look at the fruit basket. Like, it's the one lonely night. I did it. I microwaved the orange. Cut, put, cut a hole in it. I was gentle. You know, I, I treated it right. And, uh... And I put my dick in it, and it burned insanely bad. And I took the orange off, and I looked at the, this, this crushed orange with a hole in it with so much shame. Uh, I put it in the, in the backyard, and uh, the compost heap, you know, I had the pitchfork to like, be like, no one see it. And then my brother's like, so did you do it? I'm like, dude, it burned. He goes, you didn't wear a condom? And that's how I learned about safe sex. Cause that citrus will fucking fuck you up. Yeah, that's a pretty good bit. I like that bit. Uh, yeah. Cause uh, it's innocent, but it's not. It's just it's just honest. It's, it's honest as shit. All right, we got here. School. Oh, Isa Bear said something funny in the chat. We were watching that. Is uh. Uh, Scrambled Spice Channel. Same thing, dude. Scrambled Spice Channel was huge. I also used to, uh, used to whack it to, uh, my mom's yoga books. It was just women in, like, yoga positions. Can you imagine that now? Like, people don't do that now. No one, no one, like, gets turned on by, like, just simple shit these days. Because the internet just fucks everything. Sears Catalog. Hell yeah, Tom. I got a real funny story real quick. So, I'm with one of my best friends. Pat DeLuca, and uh, we find one of his brother's Playboys, and this is like in the late 80s, and uh, I have control of the Playboy, and he's much smaller than me, and so this little genius took one of his dad's gun magazines, and he just kept going, oh man, there's so many more nude chicks in this, and I was like, yeah, right, he's like, whoa, he's like, and I'm like, let me see, he's like, no, I'd rather have this one. And he tricked me that easily. I was like, no, I want, the, I want that one. And then I looked through every single page 
no, it was just guns. And I didn't, I was like, maybe the next page. And pretty funny. All right, so um, Martin. Martin says, school is similar to prison. Need to pee? Ask the, bo- uh, the pod boss teacher for permission. Need to move? Sit down. Your time in the yard is in 15 minutes. So true, dude. The similarities between school and prison are mind-blowing. There's just probably a lot more rapes in school. Hey, Big Bear, long-time worker, first-time post. Just want to show my support to the Bears. Love you, buddy. Thank you. Johnny Cashflow, 2008, diagnosed with PTSD, anxiety. By the way, PTSD is fucking real. <laughs> that's not one that's made up. All right. PTSD, anxiety, and depression, similar to ADHD. VA loaded me up with meds, made me suicidal. Three failed attempts. Weed helps. Yeah. Dude, PTSD is no joke. Like uh, Vets coming home that have seen a lot of shit. Uh, I have a lot of empathy for that. Whatever gets you through, man. But a lot of these meds, yeah, that's why my buddy was on heroin. That's why Guck used to be on heroin. Guck, I tried to get Guck, uh, by the way, Guck's going to have a baby. I, mean, I don't care, I'm telling people. It's, it's, it's legit. He's such a good guy. I was trying to get Guck to, uh, Guck, I showed the picture yesterday, I think. Guck was in class, and uh, there were, the, the essay was, write an essay on why white male straight people have more privilege and all this shit, right? And so I, uh, I, I tweeted it yesterday and I was like, dude, I'll give you $500 if you write no. Shaniqua O'Toole had a really funny idea. It was like, Shaniqua's idea was something like, Shaniqua was a genius, by the way. Shaniqua's idea was, uh, it was like, I, I won't, I, I'm not going to tell you because, you know, our class of privilege don't, doesn't want a woman to know these things. Something like that. It was really funny. Who, st- who stole your bike again? That nigga stole my bike! Lost my best friend at BPD. It's so sad. That is sad. Sorry to hear that. Brandon, where in Santa Lake should the Bears meet up before the show? Good place to drink, eat. Uh, I don't know. Well, a bunch of the Bears are staying at uh, our rental house that we usually Airbnb, but I I, I I took it off the Airbnb so that I so that you guys could all just stay there. So I was thinking maybe we have a dinner there or something. Big Bear dinner. But, uh... Uh, uh, Grizzle Teas is a cool bar. Waterhole is a cool bar. Uh, Bitters and Bones has really good food and it's a good bar. Dude, it's a small town, man. We don't really have like a lot of restaurants or anything. Uh, the Blue Moon Cafe is right is three doors down from where the the special is going to be taped, and that place has the best breakfast in the world. And the owners are really awesome. And uh, our family goes in there all the time. Kid Frank, kid friend, kid friendly version. That squirrel stole my bike. <laughs> All right. Prayer your mom has a speedy recovery, Big Bear. Oh, she's a trooper. She will. She's a champion. Bad News Bear. Okay, I don't remember being left being left verified. Can I be Bad News Bear? Of course, Bad News Bear. Also, what's the correlation between meds and the kids' shooters being numb? I don't know. I've heard that a lot of these mass shooters are on beta blockers so they don't feel anxiety or any thing telling them not to do something but again i'm not an expert on a lot of this shit i'm only an expert on artistic brains and amphetamines <laughs> drop bear hey owen there was a documentary released in 08 called making a killing about the uh, psychotropic drug industry extremely insightful and a bit scary 
Yeah, it's real. And that's the thing. That, that's one of the reasons that background check legislation is not always what it seems. At first, it's so easy to just say, yeah, um, people with mental disorders shouldn't be allowed to have a gun. But who gets to decide what the mental disorder is? So a vet with PTSD can't have a gun. So like an old person can't have a gun if they like have, you know, they can't remember where their keys are and they told their, their shrink about it. It's or like, let's say a girl had been treated with bipolar disorder and she carries a gun in her purse when she goes to work. So she can't have that now. What that would do is it would limit people seeking help for their stuff. You know, there's there's not that many mental disorders that make you vi like for sure violent, you know, like psychopathy and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's check stuff on Mount who's talking about South Africa. Oh, I did. It was horrifying. South Africa is insane right now. There's there's a uh, black on white genocide happening, but no one covers it because those are the wrong color. It's the wrong color direction. What's going to happen is they're all going to starve. It's the same thing that happened in the Ukraine with Stalin. You kill all the good farmers and take their land for social justice and, and you don't know how to farm. There's a reason that they own a lot of land. It's not because of racism. It's because they're really good at farming. Uh, so you take their land. The same thing happened in Russia. It happened several times in Russia. It's happened. The same thing happened in Cambodia. You, you take the good, like the, the smart people's land and then you try and farm it, but you're so fucking murderous and stupid. You don't know how. And then no one gets food and you all starve. So good luck with that shit. Can we please get you on one of my nightly streams? Yes. If I have time, buried you, I promise I will. You know, I know you guys are doing some great things. Like Kyle Kavanaugh just uh, talked to this really awesome um, doc or doctor about C-16 in Canada. And he was doing a live stream last night. I can retweet it, but I can't always join because, you know, there's only so many hours in the day, but I can if I, I've joined Kyle before. Really good time. Really good musician. Really fun hang. And uh, Island Bear is doing some streams. You know, if you guys ever need retweets, let me know, but I can't always join. It's, uh, it just isn't possible for me. And yeah, I, and throughout my life, I've learned that if I promise that I will do it and I don't, it's worse than if I just say like, we'll see. Cause if I say like, I definitely will, I'll try and hold myself to that standard. And then when I fail, I get really angry and that isn't a good place to be psychologically. All right. Snowback productions. Love you bears. The chat really helps me get through life. Keep going. Big bear. Just bought JBP's book and black redneck white liberal going to be good. Oh dude, those are two of the best books you can possibly read. Good for you. Uh, my dad is a Vietnam vet U S Marine Corps combined action program, Vietnam vets, we're the brave ones for sure. Yeah, dude. It's just, I can't imagine. I, I honestly can't imagine. I don't know if I'd be able to do that. I have, I definitely have warrior traits. And I know that if, uh, if I had to, I would do whatever it took to protect my family, and my community. But like, I've, I've really thought about what it would be like to be like in a helicopter and have it land. And you know that there's people that want to kill you everywhere. And you just have to walk. I, and it's so terrifying to me that I can't even imagine it. Like I would just be holding on to that helicopter like a child. I don't know how people did that. It's one thing if it's in the heat of like battle where if, like if, so, if I heard, like if there's a bunch of people trying to break into my house, I wouldn't even think. I know myself. It's not that, but things like that have happened where I wouldn't think. I just look for a weapon and just try and fight. But like if it's like 
military planned. You're landing a helicopter. You have to walk out of the helicopter and you know there's people trying to kill you. That must be so fucking hard. It's kind of like that with comedy. Much, much less scale, obviously. But the difference between just being funny with people and then saying at 8 p.m. you're going to walk in front of those thousand people that you've never met and you're going to be funny for an hour straight. That's a different type of, of funny. And that's why military is a different type of warrior where it's like you have to learn how to do it like at a, at, at a moment's notice. Like you have to be able to turn it on and off. It, it's, it's, I can't imagine that. So I, I've just beyond, just beyond respect for you guys. All right, Aaron, there are so many learning disabilities that are misdiagnosed as ADHD and with no child left behind, they just keep passing the kids without addressing the actual problem. I had a great talk with um, Brett Weinstein about that on Twitter because a great podcast episode is Brett and Eric Weinstein, the Weinstein brothers talking to Dave Rubin. And Brett was almost like he couldn't like finish kindergarten. Like he had such learning disabilities that he couldn't, his handwriting is so bad, it's illegible, even to this day. And he's, uh, he's a full-blown genius, you know? Full-blown genius, like off-the-charts genius. And he couldn't make it through. Without his big brother, he couldn't make it through. And I've told this to my big brother, too, where it's like, my big brother and his big brother both have slightly different traits. And I told Jason, my brother, where I'm like, dude, without you, I might not be able to be funny. I would be a lot angrier or I'd be like just a, a, a much more vicious person. Cause my brother, when you have an older brother, you kind of have like, um, like a second dad that like they can shield you a little bit from things that are coming at you and help you. And if I was just thrown into this, we County public school system without an older brother helping me, I, I don't know if I could have graduated. I also like learning disabilities just means learning differently. It's not a disability. It's, do you know that one third of the Fortune 500 company uh, CEOs are dyslexic? One in three. Because this is what happens. When you don't fit in a system and you're really smart, there's two things that can go down. You either self-destruct or you innovate. And so let's say you don't fit into a system. So then you say, okay, to survive, I have to invent a new system. And so that's why the, like the guy who invented basically did the coding of the entire internet is a full Asperger syndrome guy, like can't communicate with people. And so he saw the internet as a way he could actually communicate and he just created this whole thing. There's so many examples of that, like um, so many CEOs that you see and you're like, oh wow, that guy can't even read? Or that guy, you know, Bill, Bill Gates is like dyslexic or whatever, wicked spectrum guy. And um, that's one reason why I mock autism a lot. It's because I think it's, there's obviously different levels. And I know that some parents go through shit that I can't imagine and compassion, all that stuff. But like, man, there's opportunity for people to think differently. And that's all I'm saying. That like, there is no right answer to how you think. It can be extremely difficult to be a parent of a kid that is a different type thinker and trying to function, like trying to get him in a car, trying to like, have them uh, socialize properly or go to school and not scream at the teacher or something. But like, that isn't bad. That's why I, I, I make fun of it because I, I want to take away the, the prestige in a, in a sick way that we're giving some of these diseases. It's just like, I'm an auditory learner. 
I can't spell well. I don't like to read as much as I like to listen to things. And when Audible came out with books, it changed my whole life. Same with podcasts, same with a lot of this stuff. I w- I've always been a reader, but it wasn't like as pleasurable to me as listening. Like I li- all day I listen to stuff and I love it. I learned so much from it. All right, John, uh, I am the mother-loving tripolar bear. I learned recently that I spiral when I deny my free will and gut instincts. Tell wanna bear, bipolar bear, bear to step to big bear, bear, (laughs) bald island bear, the original OG. That's hilarious. That's a tongue twister. You should write Dr. Seuss books. But yeah, it's, it's, it's people denying their free will and gut instincts. That's a great way to put it, is a way to make you insane. It fills you with anxiety because you're denying when your instincts say something's wrong and you keep doing it because you're told to by uh, weird forces. It starts giving you anxiety because you're now your 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 soul is starting to tell you that you're in danger if you don't listen to it. And that's what anxiety is. It's fear. And depression is regret. Depression comes from regret. Depression is living in the past. Anxiety is living in the future. Right. So depression comes from saying, I should have listened to myself. Why didn't I do that? I'm sad now. Buffalo Bear. The problem is the blanket platform school system. If you can't conform to their method, they say you are unintelligent or there's something wrong with you. Right. And, and a lot of times they're very, very wrong. You know, it takes wisdom and guidance and a good family to, to figure out whether or not the kid's just being a, a pussy or the teacher's being abusive. So, because sometimes if a kid's like, I don't fit in with rules, it's like, well, we'll, we'll learn through that. You also can't go the other direction and completely indulge a kid and say like, you know, I, I'm the type of kid that just wants recess all day. It's like, no, dude, you gotta, you gotta learn how to work. You know, that's where the discipline comes in. But when a teacher is, is, dumb and enforcing this dumb shit on a student it's pretty it's pretty brutal all right where am i children are born stupid what they become is what we the parents teach them discipline comes from understanding consequence love it totally 1911 bear here and am a cheap bastard with five bucks open packages if you have time i must be a narcissist to want to see a reaction oh dude of course i'm going to do that i can't i i don't open them without you guys because i want you guys to if you send me something, I want you to be able to see the reaction. But, uh, dude, five bucks is insanely generous. Don't, don't even, are you kidding me? You just gave me $5. Obviously, that's fucking not cheap. <laughs> that's insanely nice, bud. Blue and Yellow Bear. Owen, you're one of the people who have made me rethink my views on religion. I've always been an atheist, but we'll go to church on Sunday. First time, this is all I can give you right now. Uh, far from enough. Bro, don't sweat the money stuff. And if you don't relate to church... That doesn't mean you're not religious, by the way. It's kind of like some churches are like bad schools where you just see a guy talking and you know he doesn't even believe half the shit and it's boring. Like how you feel about religion is, is just the awakening of the idea of, of a greater good and a soul and faith. And that isn't really necessary to go to church. It's, it's, church is great for community and, and it's great for kids. And it's great to like act out tradition and stuff. But in the end, it's all what it's all based on you. Tommy, no own isolation is what makes addicts like you just said about rats. Right. Oh, I know what you're saying. But I'm talking about like 
just to get through the physical, the first, it's like sometimes I think that if, uh, like I had a friend who went to another country that he couldn't bring his pills to, and that's how he got off pills by accident because he last minute had to throw them away on a plane and he was in this other country for like a month and that's what did it because it was it was just a physical inability of getting what he was addicted to but i know what you mean isolation is fucked uh fun fact there was a yeah 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 i did, i think i did say it wrong i said like isolate them good 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 call tommy all right fun fact there's a study done in the university of georgia which they played uh sound of munching caterpillars and they found that the plants released the same chemical Tracers of fear is prey animals. Something to think about. Yeah, I've used that argument against vegans. Where, you know, uh, when a tree is cut down, it the tree will release its, um, its nutrients to neighboring trees that it's related to. And I'm like, that's, that's sentient. Not really, but it's as sentient as a fucking rabbit. Not, not as a rabbit, but come on. Life is death. You know, if you don't, uh, if you don't kill, you die. Keith, happy Friday, Owen. My request a little Mozart, sure. I actually have a clip. I tweeted this yesterday from the movie Amadeus. I was watching it with Amers, and uh, I tweeted it, and I tagged uh, Crowder and Rogan and said, "This is how I feel when they tell me I tweet too much." But this is such a good scene. Where it's, it's, uh, like, who really gets to say what, what is? Hang on, check this out. What I just said makes no sense. Who gets to say what, what is? God, I'm a fucking idiot. All right, check this out. Oh, how should one say? Um, how shall one say directly? Too many notes, your majesty. Exactly. Very well put. Too many notes. I don't understand. There are just as many notes, Majesty, as are required, neither more nor less. Well, my dear fellow, there, there are, in fact, only so many notes the ear can hear in the course of an evening. I, I think I'm right in saying that, aren't I, court composer? Yes. Yes. On the whole? Yes, Majesty. This is absurd. My dear young man, don't take it too hard. Your work is ingenious. It's quality work. And there are simply too many notes. That's all. Just cut a few and it'll be perfect. Which few did you have in mind, Majesty? Wolfgang! Oh, little, uh, this woman right there, she played my mom in a sitcom for three years. Christine Ebersol is a wonderful human being. Like, beyond. She's so funny. She's so funny. And you guys would love Ever- Christine. She's, uh, she's faced some, some backlash from Hollywood for, for some of her opinions. She's, uh, she has balls. Because she's so talented, people can't really fuck with her. She, can, she sings so beautifully, it's, it's crazy. That, that's, that movie's called Amadeus. It's about Mozart. And uh, the woman who played my mom, and she's gotten a bunch of Tony Awards. You know, she used to call Obama a commie. She's like, oh, a bunch of fucking commies. Dude, she's she's unreal. So funny. We used to just belly laugh. Because that's the thing is uh, when you do sitcoms, you, you're you're with the same people all the time. And you're always rehearsing. There's a lot of down, downtime. So 
we would just joke and hang and just belly laugh. God, those people are funny. Brian Doyle Murray, Dan Loria, those guys are the salt of the earth. Dan Loria was a, a Marine. The dad from Wonder Years played the dad on the sitcom I was on. And um, the way that he would, you could get him off his game is if you're golfing with him and you say that vets don't deserve any medical coverage. Even if he knows what you're doing, he freaks out so bad that he just starts just like yelling. He's like, you fire these boys died in the fucking... Bi-. It's so funny. And Brian Doyle Murray is just... Eh. But yeah, if you're golfing with Dan Loria and you tell him that vets don't deserve medical coverage, he'll be like, ah, you're kidding around. You're trying to get under my skin. And you're like, I just think that they cost too much money. He's like, all right, I can, I can keep playing golf. I, yeah. Those fucking boys die. You know, he just, he can't. And then when you're playing golf, any anger is, is game over. So it's so funny. I mean, that guy is fucking hilarious. That just brought me back. All right, please call Aaron. A white heroin addict stole my bike and $200, so I took his recurve bow. That's funny. All right, please call Kyle to wake him up and ask him about the interview with Dr. Amite, dictated by Delev, Falafel Bear, written by Harry Bear. I, uh, I got I to gotta read these super chats. I was going to do a little with Rock. I'm already at hour 23 in, but uh, I will. Maybe we can plan a special, a special... Uh, bear, bear feed with Kyle and we can talk to him about it that way. I, yeah, we can do that. Hey Owen, some dirty thieving Australian convict called drop bear stole my bear name. So can I be Alu Akbar instead, man, bear, troll, otherwise dude, perfect. Alu Akbar is hysterical. Check out Stefan Malinu talking about South Africa. I have, it's intense. Watch Stefan Malinu's your brain on porn vid. So sad and tragic what it's doing to our young boys. That'll just get me pissed. That'll just make me so sad. I'll watch it. I think I might have. No, I haven't. I've watched most of his shit, though. He's a, he's a fascinating guy. A few of us bears would love to if you call Kyle to talk about his awesome interview with Dr. Amate last night. Uh, yeah, man. Like, Let me just try and... Because I, I, I got to read these super chats, and uh, I wanted to talk about Chris Rock special a little, but we'll try and do that. But I think we just plan that and just... All right, because I, I don't even know how to, I, it's not set up. I could probably, I could maybe make it work. I don't know. Last Bear Viking. Thank you. That's very generous, buddy. Do you think it is appropriate to spank your kid? My father spanked me and gradually it turned into a more of a you know better and having me understand what I did wrong. Shame was a great tool when I was a teenager. Your thoughts? Yeah, so I am not into hitting kids, but that being said, I had a great talk with someone about it recently. The reason I know I'm never going to, hit any of my kids is I don't trust myself at all to not have emotion. And I think that hitting kids, I, I really respect uh, Stefan Molyneux's take on it because it does uh, negatively affect kids and it's abusive and the kids can't leave and all that. But see, this is the thing. There's occasionally people that can do a, a discipline, at, a, like when there's no emotion, like if you're not mad at the kid, and it's just the way your culture works. Uh, I don't think it's the same as if you're like, God damn it, Jimmy, when you just hit your kid. I think that that's insanely bad for the kid. But 
you know, I could, I could argue that isolation it fucks with the kid's head too. And you have to have something that you, there has to be something that says this is a consequence of what happens. My plan is that if a kid, if my son makes a mistake, he has to live with the consequences of the mistake and to use that as a, as a teaching mechanism than anything else. But I know a lot of people that, that were hit as kids that ended up okay, but that's anecdotal. I understand. But, um, I don't know, man. I, I don't know enough about it. I personally don't think it's good for the kids. I don't recommend doing it, but your dad sounds like a fine man. I don't know. I think, you know, everyone until my parents and us were always hit. Always. My mom used to get locked in a shed when she was bad overnight. So, and, the, and, and my grandpa wasn't even a bad guy. That's just what they did. It was like, that was life. You were drunk all the time and you beat people that, that talk shit to you. And people like got like, people would just like stab people. I don't know. Fuck it. I'm going to keep going. Yeah, Chris Rock. Yeah, you guys want to... A lot of people want to hear... Yeah. Spank is the last resort. Yeah, I don't fucking know, man. I, there's... I turned out okay compared to what? Right. That's a good That's a good point. I don't have an agenda on this. I want to know the truth just as much as you guys. And I, I truly don't know. I don't know enough about child psychology or... I just don't... Like, a lot of the studies say it's not effective at all. It's one of the problems, but who fucking knows? I'm not going to tell you guys how to raise your kids. I just think it's a bad idea. I'll tell you how to raise your kids if you uh, say they're trans or want to fuck with their endocrine system. But when it comes to your interaction with your kid, I don't know your life. And I just don't. All right. Just got off work, Owen. I miss anything? Yeah, this has been a fun one so far. Amber, my hubby gets turned on by this girl in yoga poses. Uh, which girl? By you in yoga poses. Yeah, of course. I thought you were talking about someone else. I was like, you should fucking discipline him. Uh, yeah, yoga poses are pretty sweet. Feel the bears. Gux, professor, doesn't remember that socialism always ends in starvation and genocide. That's why she gets a helicopter ride. 100%. Greens from France. The communist hell. Bonjour, France. Je m'appelle Owen Benjamin. Pamplemus. Check Stefan's about South Africa. Yeah, I, I did. It's insane. I've talked about that a little bit, but I, I, I would talk more, but I don't know any more than I learned from that video. Bro, I feel your pain. Blown up TBL PTSD VA just plastered me with antidepressants. Three buddies killed themselves since I got out every day as a fight. Yeah, dude. That's... Yeah. You guys should link up and talk. Because I live next door to a, um, a opioid rehab and so I see this shit I see people just in little circles trying to get through their fucking day and they're not these street people criminals these are fuck a lot of them are vets and that's the thing about locking up people for addiction it's like yeah you tell someone who put their life on the line for our country that they have to go to a, a cage because they're taking something to help them sleep because they fucking can't sleep it's bad for them and a lot of them die I mean, there's more vet suicide. Vet suicides are a, a, a disaster right now. It's a tragedy that isn't being addressed. But I think we have to build community for them more than, like, like the whole, this is the thing. I like that the government is funding uh, to fight the opioid epidemic, but I just never know what that means. Like, what's the government going to do 
it, it like there's so much of the world is up to us on a daily basis. And I just think that we a lot of times put it in the hands of the government to fix things when when was the last time you talked to one of these guys or took him out for lunch or fucking, you know, like God, I'm hiring Guck for the tour. He's going to uh, be he's going to work the door for me. Like, give him a fucking mission. These are these are good men that need missions. All right. Do you know about Rhodesia now called Zimbabwe? If so, do you think it would have been better staying Rhodesia? By the way, this is similar to South Africa. Yeah, Rhodesia was named after Cecil Rhodes. That's also what the Rhodes Scholar Scholarship is. I don't know the ins and outs of what's happening in Zimbabwe. I'm guessing they killed the whites or got rid of the whites. They had this big independence movement, and then everyone started eating eating each other and starving. I'm guessing, because that seems to happen over and over and over again. So yeah, of course they, they'd be better off as Rhodesia. Good morning, Big Bear. Wondering if you lost weight. Looks like you have. Also, do you know Rhapsody in Blue? I know very little Rhapsody in Blue. I just know the... That's it. Have I lost weight? I hope so. Because uh, on, on Bert Kreischer's episode that I did, the Birdcast that just came out, really good chat if you guys want to check it out. Bert Kreischer's the man. He's so funny. But I saw two comments... Because I sometimes like to go in and respond to people if I have time. And uh, one guy said that I got chubby. And let's just say I closed my laptop. I saw you on saw you on with Rob Dew at InfoWars. Is that going to be a regular thing? Love InfoWars but can't stand Alex Jones. Yeah, they, they told me to come back whenever I wanted. They, it went well and, and they're really cool guys. I, I enjoy Alex Jones. I, uh, he's a little high, he's high energy, but if you're in the mood for that, he's funny. I see him as, as funny. I think people that see him as like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Where am I? I, I missed it. I find him entertaining. Like, like when he starts talking about interdimensional child molesters, it's obviously insane, but I mean, Mainstream media, all media is insane. It's all a story. All media is, is a story. It's what story are you looking into? And some stories are more objective, factual based. And, and, and you see that, that I know I sound biased, but right leaning media seems to have more objective reality being reported. But I think that's because a lot of people that are right leaning, their jobs depend on objective reality, you know, construction work or engineers or, uh, tree guys or comedians, you know, where there is a right answer and a lost, you've lost weight except in your face. Fuck you, American bear. Hmm. All right, moving on to the next one. Once I get 66 more Twitter followers, I can finally shed my jail stripes and don my robes. This means that I am holding new bear art by Kiwi hostage. Everyone follow Field of Bears on Twitter. He's holding Kiwi Bears art hostage. Alex Karras, childhood friendly, nigga stole my bike, seagull stole my sandwich, ninja stole my mic, lobster stole my heart. I like that. Can I be Butcher Bear? Welcome Butcher Bear. Tune idea. Sung to Loser Beck. Oh, I'm a soy boy. My tea is so low. I'm a, um, oh, man, I'm a soy boy. My tea is low. I'm spouting, I'm sprouting boobies. <laughs> How about Bear Zerker? Welcome Bear Zerker. Jacko Willock's podcast 0506 goes over the whole We Were Soldiers, Ordinary Men Doing Extraordinary Things. Jacko's podcast is a great listen during a workout. JBP has been on it twice. Oh, I love that podcast. 
I listened to his uh, his good YouTube video whenever I need to get out of a slump. I'm going to play it. Now, you, you guys just look it up. Just Jocko willing good. He's like, he just goes through things that happen to him. He, like anything bad in his life, he's like, good. Oh, and joke for you. They're considering putting Harriet Tubman on the 20, but Trump asked if maybe they could put it on the 3 or $5 bill. I don't get that one. The 20, the 3 or the 5. I don't get that one. Harriet Tubman. Batman Bear just said fat faced. Do I have a fat face? Oh, three-fifths compromise. That's hilarious. I love it. I don't have a fat face. Fuck you guys. All right, whatever. Uh, hey, Owen. First time checking on the stream. Do you think technology has anything to do with the rise of ADHD? Yes. That's why I the, the cartoons I like to show my son are like... Uh, uh, Little Bear. I mean, obviously, but it's 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 slower. It's not as many cuts. Dan Loria, the dude that I was just talking about from the Wonder Years and from my sitcom, we would have movie night at his house, and we wouldn't watch any movies past 1960. And he would always go, "Look, no cuts," because there was no cuts. It wouldn't go wide shot, single, 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 wide shot. It would just be a shot. It would look like you're watching a play. And he's and he's like. Every, with all these cuts, you don't know who's an actor. You know? Because you can just cut and make anyone anything. That's what editing does. Just cut, 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 cut. Uh, shout out to the Bears, especially the ones I interact with on Twitter. If you had to pick one celeb getting a Twitter battle, who would it be? Barack Obama. I would love to battle Barack Obama. Amber, can you play beer for my horses by willie and toby i gotta look that up i don't know it and i gotta i got a bunch to read right now but thank you please come to helium comedy club in philly soon i'll bring out a dozen anti-soy men and women to see you last time i did helium in philly it was a blast so i will definitely come back when's your birdcast coming out it's out it's it's really a lot of bears repping the comment section which was awesome bert even wrote me that we were spiking which means that it's doing really well compared to other episodes. I just want to hear you play Dingle Bear E again. I don't remember that one. Watch Bomb in the Brain for the Science. Okay, I missed that one. On spanking. Bomb in the Brain. Okay. I think getting beaten is harmful, but getting hit rarely is okay. Mom used to smack me across the palm and put me in the laundry. I got the message. Yeah, I was hit like just a couple times by my mom. And um, it's definitely very jarring. But she didn't want to. Like the, her whole thing was nonviolent parenting, because she was beaten a lot. But it's weird. Every now and then, it just would, the rage. Shadow Bear. A lot like how Caesar Milan says dogs misbehave due to misdirected energy. It seems that many of these mental issues today are first world problems for similar reasons and not conforming to the norm. 100%. When you just put, it's so similar to training a dog. You have to show the dog what the right answer is and let them work. There's some dog breeds that you have to put a backpack on them so they don't freak out because they're work dogs. Oh, by the way, Isobear, we got to figure out when I get um, when I get the dog. Let me know when's a good time. Car keys? I don't have them on me. Well, where are you guys heading? Oh, cool. Hey, bud. Oh, that's cool. Hi. Let's say hi to people. Say hi to people. Say hi. 
Hi. Where's Wally? Hi. Hey. All right, cool. You... Do that. <laughs> you want tequila? We get, when, when, you, when you come home, we'll do tequila. Mm, I love you. Oh, uh, yeah, find the keys. I don't know where they are. What, the pants I wore last night, maybe? He can stay in here. He's cool. You mentioned your agenda, but what's your uh, gender, male? I'm a film. I'm a firm believer that everyone needs a good ass kicking every now and then. I agree, but I think that uh, when it's parents and you're a kid, the issue you run into is uh, is free will and consent. It's like if you can't leave a home and you get an ass kicking, it's a lot different than if you just talk shit and someone beats your ass. I don't know. Lot, lot, lot to think about on that. I don't know. I first seen Alex Jones in comedy, think, with Doug Stanhope. He is a funny guy. If you just know he is mixing news and humor, humor, sure, angry humor at times. Yeah. I just like seeing people freak out sometimes. Been listening for a while. Love what you're doing. Can I be Beretta Bear? Welcome, Beretta Bear. Thank you, Spartacus. Have you read Heinlein's Starship Troopers? Make some really excellent arguments for corporal punishment for children and adults. No, I'll read into that, though. I, uh... I like in football and lacrosse. I used to like how they would if if you were late or you fucked up, you'd have to do like sprints till you puked, and that to me is uh, a better form of corporal punishment. Where it's like at least you're getting in better shape, you know. At least it's doing something to help you. Or you know, sometimes they, I play defense and um, sometimes uh, they just let people unload balls at you, and that hurt, but it still helps. Because then you get less scared of the balls. And lacrosse balls are fucking hard. May I change my name to Switchblade Bear? Have you read The Screwtape Letters? Screwtape Letters is one of my favorite books ever written. Yeah. It's amazing. By C.S. Lewis. It's about an uncle and his nephew. But they're both demons trying to take human souls. It's really, really fascinating. Uh, Trucker Bear. Are you ever coming back to the improv in Orlando? Super bummed I was out of town when you were in Florida. I'll see your bit on the rain in Florida had me dying laughing. Yeah, I'm definitely coming back to Orlando. I'm going to do a whole Florida tour, but I have to do this one first. But I will definitely come back. And I will, yeah, we'll hang. We'll have beers. I love Trucker Bear. Tommy, you don't only spike on Brett. You are the 86 most watched Joe Rogan, and it's only one month old. You're up there with Milo and Bill Burr on Rogan. Oh, that's awesome. Is, is number one on Rogan? Is that uh, Peterson? I don't know. But that's awesome. Yeah, it seems like... I think something that makes me highly watched in some of these things is because I think... Uh, I think that like I have a strong male energy, but I, I don't think I... I don't think that I repel women like some guys like me do in that sense, where they... I say shit that is very real and, and male. And for some fucking reason, women don't like freak out about it. A lot of times like live, they laugh and like, Oh yeah. Alex Jones got to be number one, right? Yeah. Alex definitely. Yeah. All right. So I don't think I split the male female as much as some people that are as anti-soy as I am. Uh, yeah. I'm the 86 most watched Rogan. That's really fucking cool. How'd you know that, Tommy? I gotta look into that shit. You know, better. Oh, Alex. Alex on Rogan was amazing. 
Burning with Rogue and Hard to Top. Why is Alex number one? Because it, you just got to watch it. He says that there's interdimensionary pedophiles. Quick music request. Anything from Steely Dan? The Into Deacon Blues would be killer. I don't know Steely Dan, Alex. I'm so sorry, buddy. I'll, I'll try and learn some. Here's some money my oldest son said you need to buy your kid your kid toys with. That's amazing. Well, I, Walter has a giant bear now. We also just got him this thing where he can unravel paper on the wall and he gets to just draw on it. But yeah, I, I get a little... I get a little toy happy with them because we have a toy store in our town. It's like a mom and pop toy store, like an old school toy store. Like there's no, there isn't a Walmart within a hundred miles a year. So sometimes I like to go in there and just like look at stuff and, and get him stuff that I think he's going to freak out about. Crusader bear. Walter's a little badass. He's the best community nurse bear here. Keep doing what you're doing, brother. Oh, I'm almost out of super chats. All right, sweet. Keep doing what you're doing, brother. Thank you. Uh, hey, Big Bear, since I'm Arab, can I be Sand Bear? Yeah, also, can you play some Bach G major? Welcome, Sand Bear. Here's the Sand Bear song. This is the music whenever they show Middle Eastern scenes in movies. I don't know that what the one you're requesting, but here's a quick box song. My last one, my fellow big bears should check out Healthy Wage app. Uses loss aversion psychologically to help weight loss. Really motivates me to not be lazy. That's awesome, Remy. Uh, South Texas. Just a quick fat shaming super chat to encourage you to stay healthy. Thank you for all your work. Love you. That's hilarious. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to be healthy, guys. I work out every day. I fucking cross-country ski every day. I eat meat, a lot of meat, a lot of greens. Someone just said sand niggers. Zach Galifianakis used to have the best uh, sand nigger joke. And if you don't know uh, Zach Galifianakis, he's the guy with the beard from... from, uh, Hangover and all that. He used to just go. His whole thing was uh. His whole thing was uh very deadpan, you know. So he'd go. I sometimes say, sand nigger. When I'm at the beach, and I say, get off the sand nigger. Volleyball's a white man's sport. That was back when comedy was really funny. By the way, he used to do all kinds of ones like that. He'd be like, here's my impression of a condescending illiterate. I've already told you. I can't read. Oh yeah, he won't do he won't do the Sandager joke now, no, because he did it at 45 years old, but now he's grown up. No, it's called ideology, ladies and gentlemen. Just go to Joe Rogan's page and choose most watch. I will. A verified uh, Wall Street Journal journalist is attacking my gun tweet, calling all bears to help rip him a new one. Uh, okay, I'll do it right now, and then we'll analyze Chris Rock. I, I need to know where what the tweet is. How am I supposed to find it, my friend? Who is this? A scayist. How do I find it? Kami ideology. How do I find this dude's tweet? I want to help him. There are Israeli bears. Tons of Israeli bears. Dolev is one of the fucking... 
She's like the fucking top. Skaeus the Bear Jew. All right, Skaeus the Bear Jew. We'll find it. Skaeus the Bear Jew. Skaeus the Bear Jew. Got it. All right. I can't see it. Almost every 18-year-old Israeli Jew has a fully automatic assault rifle with them. Uh, where's the verified guy? Are, are no longer in fashion, but just for giggles. In Israel, gun ownership is a privilege rather than a right. Hey, Howard. Your mom is called the Suck Machine. of Trenton, New Jersey. No, Newark. FYI, just thought you should know, buddy. No, just for giggles. Machine, dude. A suck machine. Let's see how he feels about that. Let's see how he feels about that shit. I must watch the Sargon of Akkad's video, The Politics of Black Panther. So funny. I'll check it out. Suck machine. Because, see, this is the thing. If you get in a back and forth sometimes, um, when you get in a back and forth with like gun control or something like that, th these people have a crank. They have an ideological crank where they just go, no, but this study just changed the whole thing. Literally, some, someone says something that, uh, that crazy, not crazy, but just that like, well, according to this, just, just say something completely random. Just go, dude, I, I heard that your mom's a suck machine. Because what are they going to say? They go, oh, you're, you're, you're not funny. And then go, no, I am though. It's obvious people are people are laughing like your mom is a suck machine in in Newark and there's a lot of suck machines in Newark already and then they go but guns it's like I'm not talking about guns I'm talking about your mom she can't stop sucking off strangers people think it resembles us and it's like I like to do stuff that isn't that vulgar. Like suck machine doesn't really like a 10 year old. I don't think would know what that is. And if they do, that's really troubling parenting. You know, if it's like your mom sucks tons of dicks, that is, uh, I try not to do that. Cause I know a lot of people, families follow me and stuff. So I like to, uh, so I like to do like suck machine. Cause a kid would have no idea what that means. All right, so yeah, Birdcast. Oh, Crazy Eyes, Cory Booker was a Newark suck machine, 100%. Just tell him his mom eats ass. <laughs> Crowder has good stats for the gun control debate. Yeah, he crushes. All right, last super chat, and then I will uh, analyze some of rock. Owen, you ever listen to John? No. Oh, yeah, I've heard of Dr. Dirty. I try not to be dirty, to be honest with you. I just think that some issues are funny. Like, I think dicks are funny. So I'm going to be as funny as I possibly can. I just don't want to alienate people unnecessarily. I've had an awesome time interacting on Twitter, officially claiming Pokey Bear. 
<clears throat> Great to finally see whites represented in comedy. Welcome. Next Twitter rampage, go live, please. That could be funny if I just live do it. All right, let's check out some of Rock. Bear, I, I'm not going to show video. We'll just do audio. I'll uh, move to a new tab. All right. I will make it so I can see what you guys are saying. I haven't seen this. I just saw the preview. Oh, shit. I just accidentally hit something. All right, I'm back. I just saw the preview and it was so crazy looking that uh, I started talking shit about him and everyone was like, yeah, this special sucks. So I haven't even seen this, but let's, uh, let's listen together. Shoot a white kid. Oh, but but uh, they do more than fifty percent of the time. It's white. Just to make it look good. <laughs> you you would Fuck. think that every couple of months they'd look at their dead nigger calendar. Oh. No, but see, they don't have a dead nigger calendar. Oh well, the sixteen. We gotta shoot a white kid quick. Oh, uh, which one? Ah, uh, the first one you see singing Cardi B. All right. So bear in mind, this used to be one of the funniest people alive. Just keep that in mind as you're listening to this. Right. I mean, honestly, I, I want to live in a world with real equality. I want to live in a world... Says the guy worth $100 million. Where an equal amount of white kids are shot every month. What a dumb... What a dumb fuck. Right, I'm going to set this up so I can see what you guys are saying. Uh, okay, so you want more, you want kids being shot. All right. Because bear in mind, the best comedy is either complete sarcasm or there's an element of truth to it. An equal world. I want to see white mothers on TV crying, standing next to Al Sharpton. What you don't know, Chris, is there are a lot of white mothers that are crying. They just don't show it on TV because it doesn't follow a narrative. And we don't have any race pimps like Al Sharpton. Talking about we need justice for Chad. We need justice for Chad. He, he was just coming home from racquetball practice. So bear in mind, he's now pushing a stereotype that black people don't play racquetball. I just pictured like some like thug black guy about to go in to play racquetball and he hears this joke and he just turns around and goes home and he's like, damn, I thought racquetball was a black thing too. I thought real niggas played racquetball. Thanks a lot, Chris Rock. I know some people are like, come on, Chris, man, you, you go too hard on the cops, man. You're a celebrity. I'm sure they let you go. I'm sure they nice to you, man. You celebrity. Yeah, by the way, I, I know a guy that was killed by cops that was white. He was fleeing. A, he was in a party and someone came in with a knife and people called the cops. And my this dude who did stand up, really small, nice guy, never committed a crime in his life. Small, little white dude. Nice, young, early 20s, runs out and uh, gets gunned down by cops and killed. And it didn't even make the news in Los Angeles, let alone nationwide. And I'm sure his mom was crying 
Chris Rock, you stupid fuck. Yeah, I'm famous, you know. But I'm not like Michael Jackson famous. I'm, I'm not famous from miles away. That's kind of funny. Like my- That's funny. I'll give him that. And kicks in right about here. When the cops see me walking down the street, they're like, nigga, 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 nigga. Hey, that's Chris Rock. Right, what about the 30% of cops that are black, Chris? Huh? Do they do they say nigger, 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 that's Chris Rock? Or are a lot of cops responding to uh, calls that a black guy just stole their bike or killed a guy, and so they're looking for black, a black guy because that's what fits their description? This is so fucking stupid. It's weird, man. It's weird, you know, this whole thing with the cops, man. Because, you know, as a black man, you have a, you know, especially a grown black man. I have a weird relationship with the cops, man. Like on one hand... Man. Weird relationship with the cops, man. And I'm a black man, so I'm like, fuck the police. And on the other hand, I own property. Yeah, this is such an old bit it's just so played okay so he's now saying that black people have to say fuck the police a lot of black people don't feel that way chris you're not speaking on behalf of black people you're speaking on behalf of uh leftism globalism and yeah you own property so without cops uh people would just take your fucking shit (laughs) you know somebody comes and breaks my house i'm not calling the crips of course not. Of course not. Because they're black. Oh, uh, yo, Crips. Can you send a little JJ down? Oh, he's here already. <laughs> my bad, my bad. I mean, here's the thing with the cops, though. I mean, being a cop's a hard job, man. It's a hard fucking job, man. I mean, so I, Then why'd you just shit on him so much, Chris? I don't think they pay cops enough. It's not about money, Chris. It's about uh, societal respect. If you don't call them racist nigger killers, maybe uh, more good people would want to do that job. Maybe people aren't as motivated by money as you think they are, Chris Rock. I don't think they pay police enough. And you get what you pay for. say the same things but more than half are white bear that in mind of, of all the unarmed shootings in america more than half are white and they're not that many of them like more people die from like the dumbest shit like what the fuck is he talking about same thing it's like well it's not most cops it's just a few bad apples it's just a few bad apples bad apples that's a lovely name for murderer. What about the fact that, that what, 90% of our prisons are black people because they can't stop fucking shooting people? That's more, that's, that's a bad orchard. <laughs> See, that's a funny joke. Bad orchard. He won't think of that punchline, though, because he's ideologically possessed. It's like, how'd they get that one? Bad apple. That almost sounds nice. I mean, I've had a bad apple. 
It was tart. But it didn't choke me out. Hey, Chris, have you ever been choked out by a cop? No, of course you haven't. Like, what you're talking about, you're just doing CNN talking points. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I know it's hard being a cop. I know it's hard. I know that shit's dangerous. I know it is, okay? But some jobs can't have bad apples. Okay? Some jobs, everybody gotta be good. Like, pilots. You know, most of our pilots like to land. <laughs> we just got a few bad apples that like to crash in the mountains. Please bear with us. America's insane, man. Yeah, it's insane because of people like you, man. Ops shooting motherfuckers, man. You know, we got cop problems. Got the gun problems. This gun shit ain't going nowhere. Damn right it's not. Because we're going to keep them. Because of people like you. It's like gun control. There ain't never going to be no gun control. Remember okay? when he said there ain't never going to be a black president? You guys remember that? Well, I got to show you guys uh, another clip of Chris Rock. This is hilarious. There ain't never going to be no black president. He was saying there wouldn't even be a black vice president. And then Obama's a black president for two terms, and it doesn't change his mind on anything. That's when someone's done. I think that that really is when he started not being funny, is when you could easily reference, you could easily reference past jokes he did, and they weren't real. When I was a kid, we didn't have no insurance. Listen to this joke. damn near dead to see the doctor. This is, this is from an old bit, but uh, listen to how stupid this guy is. To be way past Robitussin. That's all we had when I was a kid, Robitussin. No matter what you got, Robitussin better handle it. Daddy, I got cancer, Robitussin. Hang on, hang on, fast forward. That's right, man. That's right, because doctors don't give a fuck about you. Shut up, Chris Rock. I've been watching the Jerry Lewis telethon. He's so fucking annoying. Think what up? That's right, man. That's right, man. Got AIDS out there. You think they're going to cure AIDS? No, they can't even cure athlete's foot. Shut and withstand temperatures of up to 15,000 degrees. Oh, just give me one second. Yeah. And you start like, oh, God, what the fuck was I thinking? 1989, what that bitch? Oh, my God. Of course, the, the Me Too movement doesn't care when black people call women bitches all the time. Yeah. They get rid of AIDS. Some diseases they didn't. Where the fuck is the Can't sit. Hang on. Oh, the fuck you guys a damn dog? Man, if I could see, I would whoop your ass. Where the fuck you at? Where you at? Where you at? Talk dog. You gotta talk to a fucking dog. This He's so shit stupid. Is this? Superman can't walk. You gonna... This isn't the right clip, but I'll just tell you what it is. I wonder if they tried to take it down because it was so dumb. Okay, so he vetted this joke and did it in a special. He goes, insurance? So I pay money for insurance in case shit happens. I pay all this money for insurance in case the shit 
happens. Well, if shit don't happen, don't I get my money back? And the crowd went, yeah, you should get your money back. If you pay for insurance and you don't get, if you don't have an accident, you should get your money back. That's, I mean, it's, it's crazy to be that stupid. Like the way insurance works is you pay like a fraction of what something bad happening would cost in the event of it happening. It's about probability. Anybody knows that where it's like, okay, so if you don't get in a car accident and you paid for car insurance, you getting your money back would mean you don't have insurance. Cause that means that if you get in an accident now, you have to pay for the whole thing because the insurance is based on the probability of an accident. Supervillain just said it's a joke. No, but it's not though. These are things people weaponize comedy to push push agendas. That's that's an agenda. That, 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 it's all good because you can't be that stupid. Like comedy has to be based in reality. Whatever. We allow pre-existing car accidents here out of bankruptcy. Yeah, right now we see what what a joke like that does. Pre-existing conditions. It is just a joke though. No, I'm not saying he can't say it. I'm not saying he doesn't have a right to say it. I also have a right to trust, to, to criticize it. Because it's really stupid. Like, there is no... Like, people in the crowd were going, that's so true. If I pay for insurance and nothing happens, I should get all my money back. No. That isn't comedy. Hang on, it was a joke. It might have a chance of being... It just... I got fake insurance card because I'm a nigger. <laughs> it's just a joke, bro. The camera is over there. I don't get what you're saying, Chaosity. 90% of media and pop culture are spreading a left-wing propaganda. Can't people see it? Yeah, no, we're, we're seeing it. That's why I'm doing this shit. Listen. You talk about it too long and you will get shot. <laughs> there is no epidemic of, of cops shooting people, by the way. Our country it has like some of the best law enforcement ever. It's insane with the amount of shit they do. With the amount of like incidences they have to go to and how many people actually get shot. It's it's crazy. Like does he not travel? Does he not go to other fucking countries? Like like when I was in uh, Hungary, I remember a bunch of cops just took all my money. That's Europe. Imagine fucking Bangladesh. Shoot your ass. Okay? Shut up, Chris Rock. Right. They never, ever change in the gun laws. Because Americans need the right to hunt. They need. No, yeah. Also, uh, a tyrannical government, Chris. Read the Constitution. Hunt. It's like, really? <laughs> hunt is that fucking important? I mean, I've been hunting. I've been hunting. I used to hunt with my grandfather as a kid in South Carolina. When I hunt with my grandfather, uh, I shot a rabbit. I cried. <laughs> he called me a faggot. That's funny. It's a funny bit. <laughs> and he's a preacher. That's funny. <laughs> they will shoot a hundred people in Vegas, okay? And somebody will come on TV, you know, and they'll just talk like... Hey, you know, how do you feel about Islam, Chris? If this is how you feel, if you feel that like, you know, a bad apple ruins it, you know, 
So we should probably ban ban Muslims, I'm guessing, right, buddy? All right, I'm I'm done with that. That's too negative. Still have a lot of people watching though. Hey Benny, what's up, little man? Oh, Benny boy. He loves it. All right. This bit about him hunting is obviously based on a lie. Of course it's based on a lie. Everything he does is based on a lie. Play some music? Okay, I can play some music. Your dog is a giant rat. So are you slipping, Jimmy. The bunny bit was funny, yeah. It, yeah, but we're just trying to find what's funny. It's, it's His shit sucks. Used to be funny. All right, what we got here? I'm going to read these, and then I'll play a little music, and i get out of here. Uh, I really don't like Rock Special. Was it intentionally crap from the name? Was he forcing a smile for us with the name Tambourine? No, he just sucks. Okie Bear. I've literally seen hood black guys playing badminton and and OKC. Yeah. There is no white or black sports. That's what's called racism. They're doing a reverse angle on segregation. It's so fucking obvious. Badminton is a white man's game. Okay, so now you just limited your own people to not playing badminton, you fucking dumbass. Check out Patrice's bit on salmon and honey. Oh, that's a good idea. Patrice O'Neill is a genius. Uh, these comedians have to say things that support leftist agenda. They fear the lefty lawyers coming after them. Me too. Hence the I'm a bad husband. I had a lot of affairs bit. They make a deal with the devil. 100%. Because a lot of these, what, what it is, is a lot of these dudes have done so much shit behind their wives' back that they have something on them. All right. So can you play Faithfully by Journey? Oh, yeah. That's too high for my voice. Ha, ha. Alright, let me do it again. Get out of here, guys. I'm at, I'm over my two-hour mark. That's usually that's my that's my line in the sand. My black coworker played badminton in high school and shakes hands with cops. I'm always confused that that doesn't end in a gunfight. Yeah, me too, roving. I don't get it at all. All right. So Weasel just said, just seen Black Panther. So they are promoting the case for black ethno state. Isn't that what Richard Spencer is promoting? Yes. I've said it before, and I'll say it forever. Richard Spencer is a leftist. He's doing the same shit the left is doing. Uh, how? Thanks, Owen. This has been fun as always. Oh, anytime. Thanks, Owen. Great stream day. Yeah, and hit the like button, comment, share it. We got to keep building. It's, it's a pussy move to just uh, criticize. And I'm guilty of it just as much as anybody. Like, I want to just watch this and just be a dick. But it's all about building our own thing. And that's when I need your help. So spreading it, liking it, you know. All that shit. Because we got to make our own thing. That's that's the only way to fight this stuff. We can't just complain all the time like they complain about invisible cops. So that's why I try to write a lot for you, a lot of comedy and do interesting stuff so that it isn't just complaining. Because that, that isn't good for anybody. And uh, just know that I, I really 
appreciate you guys joining me on these chats and um have a great weekend and um yeah hugepianist.com for tour dates and uh yeah subscribe all that shit go to itunes you can subscribe to why didn't they laugh on itunes i put these up after uh bayonet bob does the audio and yeah subscribe to that like it share it all that shit because because you can't argue with with numbers you know it sends fear down the fucking spines of these monsters all right love you guys peace